hey, this car looks familiar that I see. I think it's Alan Hahn. It's just absolutely maddening. The Knicks are done for the evening. Time for the ride home. Wally's mad at me because I'm getting on the Grand Central when he's not reading the signs that say that there are two lanes closed by the Clearview. Oh, okay. Why didn't you take the Grand Central? You know, if you just let me finish. See, I told you he was in a bad mood. You're driving home with Alan and Wally. Hi, Larry. On ESPN New York tonight. Wally must be angry with me because he won't come on. He, he won't even get in the car with Alan when he knows that he's coming on the show with me. Hi, Alan. Larry, how we doing? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? I, it's lonely in the car, to be honest. With you. I, I know it's got to be. Wally, I, I don't know what's going on. Our, our, you know, he's a big star now. He goes on the West Coast trip and does, you know, the, the, the color analyst job, sitting next to Mike Breen, big superstar, and mm-hmm. you know, I guess he just figures. I don't need to go home with you anymore. No carpool. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But yeah. to your credit, you continue to carry him on the on the, on the TV. I, I battled through, and yes, my back is sore from carrying him as always. <laughs> Alan, um, you know how it is. Yeah, I do. I do. This game today had some. Alan, as far as the building was concerned, and Spike mentioned it when he called, it had a playoff atmosphere in there. What? What didn't it? Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of Heat fans there, as you would expect, because, yep. you know, we know how it goes here in New York. When your teams yep. aren't winning, we sell our uh-huh. tickets to opposing, you know, fans. And there were a couple of Let's Go Heat chants going on in there. And I, I like the fact that the Nick Bench got pissed off about that. Uh-huh. You know, like, you, you got to react to things. You know, so, you know, it, there's a lot of good things that you saw. And, and I lo- always look for the guys who you want to see develop. And I've been really tough on Kevin Knox. And I thought he played. He had a nice game, which was a lot more than just stand still, catch and shoot. Which you know, that's important. So that's a big deal for me. And I want to see him build off this game, and I want to see them use him the way they used him in this game, which is a lot of cutting and slashing. He's so athletic, and he's got length. I mean, let the kid you know just use his athleticism right now and make the game easier for him. So that was good to see. Uh, and R.J. Barrett continues to me just to show me that kind of toughness that I just like about him. It's just something about it. Tyler Hero hit a couple of threes in his face, and he got mad and went down the other end, posted the kid up, fellow rookie, and he just said, all right, I'm going to take you to school now. And he just dominated him, beast-motored him in the paint, which was good to see how he's not just letting someone else score on him. He's going to make you work as well. And he had a nice game as well with 23 points, and, Okay, you know, two of four uh, in crunch time from the free throw line is not great, mm-hmm. but he still had to make two of them, which was important. Otherwise, he was, you know, he had a nice game from the free throw line up until the final seconds where he had to make some free throws uh, to ice this thing. And, you know, the good news is he made just enough to ice it. But I'll tell you what, did you see the last? I know we got football today. And trust me, I've got my eye on that too. Mm-hmm. But did you happen to see that last shot by the Heat? I did. I did. Now, now, I know they wave it off, right, because he didn't get it off in time. Very close. But, I mean, of, of, of course it went in, right? Of course like it went in. <laughs> total just thrown it. Of course it went in. I mean, he I turned completely around, Alan. <laughs> just threw it. At, he obviously just blind, just throw it at the rim. You know, he knew he wasn't. And, it's, and it yet swish. Isn't that just what, like, to me, those are those moments where only a Nick fan understands why that's yep. significant. Yep. Only a Nick fan understands that shot going in, even though it doesn't count, 
still pisses you off. Like that's yeah. still like I couldn't be like that goes in and I'm like really everybody else is celebrating. I'm like really really he's got like don't worry it doesn't count it doesn't matter no it does matter it matters because it still freaking went in like that's the stuff that drives you nuts. And nothing but net, Alan. Not 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 that it bounced oh. around. <laughs> no. Like a switch. Like he just like he ripped it. Like I could not believe that went in. And even though they're waving it off, it's just I'm I'm saying to myself, like honestly, when will this end? When does it end? That it's these that. stupid, crazy chuck and ducks always go in. So I, it's just one little silly lament on it. Otherwise, it was a fun fun day at the garden. A fun game, fun atmosphere, and it was nice to see. You know, a couple of the young guys show out. Julius Randle come back from, uh, you know, his, his grandmother passed away, and he, he went home uh, to mourn her passing and came back and gave him a strong game. And, you know, I mean, 11-29, and 29, you know, not really exciting, but no. at least for one game, at least one game felt pretty good. Alan, I, I, I expressed, I don't know if you heard while you were driving, I expressed some concerns I have about Mitchell Robinson of late. And, and, yeah. and I do think that, that he got schooled a little bit. And I don't know, Alan, I think his confidence was shook a little bit by the big men that he's faced the past five, six games. I disagree. I don't think it's the big men that he's faced. I, but I think his, I think the kid's got to get his head right. Something, something, he was playing well. And he had, you know, he's got a bit of a swagger about him. And I don't know what it is, but he, on that trip, he just started to lose himself. And in L.A., he was a space cadet, you know, yeah. absolute space cadet. Yeah. And, and he does a lot of complaining. Sometimes, you know, you get a little full of yourself. You start reading your headlines and you feel, you know, I think there's a bit of that that might could be going on with him. Mm-hmm. But I also just think he's, he's one of these guys that I watch and you marvel at just how good he can be mm-hmm. and how good he should be. But then you watch him make, you know, the same dumb mistakes and, all of and it's, when I say dumb, it's not like, oh, well, he's just not smart. I know he knows when he makes a mistake. He knows it's a mistake. Like that's why I don't think he he's not dumb. It's that the mistakes are, and they're they're basically because he'd rather. I, I think he just gets a little too aggressive, and he'd rather try. I think he doesn't know how to control that bravado that he's got right now. He feels like, I'm blocking everything, I'm doing it. Instead of just play the game. The game's playing him right now. Okay. That's probably the best way I could put it. Okay. And, and it's concerning because somebody's got to get a hold of him and get and kind of get him humble and just kind of, you know, get yourself right because I don't like what I'm seeing out of him. So you, you, you bringing him up means obviously you know what you're looking at because mm-hmm. that bothers me the way he's playing right now because he's not as bad as we're seeing. No, he's not. I mean, he's, you'd almost say over this past week, Alan, he's taking a step back. He's making the bad fouls. He's not staying on the court the way he was. I mean, and on this trip, yeah, well, he did again, not it's, play well. It's, it's, no, he's not playing well at all. And, and they should be using him in pick and roll. And he, he for, a, I mean, there was a stretch of games there, by the way, where he was just getting, it was insane. He was just dunking on everybody. Yep. A lot of high school, like, you know, when they had won, when they got to six and six, it was mainly because of him. He had just played so well off the bench, and he was scoring like crazy, and they were getting a lot of screen roll with him. And then they go on this trip. You know, remember, the game against Portland was right before the trip, and he was I think he went 11 for 11, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they right. go on the trip, and he just – he was just – again, I, space cadet. You know, yeah. just, what, like, what are you doing? Why are you chasing that one down? So you go 11 for 11, you have a big game like that. You get a lot of people talking about you, Carmelo Anthony talking about you. 
and then all of a sudden you start playing kind of out of yourself, that tells me this isn't a confidence thing. This is an overconfidence thing, my opinion. My okay. opinion is I, I just think he's, he's got to get himself anchored again because he got a little full of himself after that game, went out to L.A., acting up a little bit, you know, just try. some guys try too hard to be a star before they're stars. And this is, I think, a big part of maybe Mitch has got a – it's a maturity issue with him. I don't think it's a confidence issue at all. I think okay. for him it's maturity, and it's just going to take some time. There's so much talent there, though, yeah, that it's it just a matter of time. It really it is. is just a matter of time. No question about that. Alan, what's different about Mike Miller's offense? It just looks different. Yeah, spacing. You know, they, they just they, they got rid of a lot of the, the east-west stuff, you know, where where there's a lot of exchanging and a lot of handing the ball off. I, I think you're seeing a lot less of the, of the handoffs, a lot more downhill. Uh, they get into offense quicker. I don't think there's – you know, this isn't a knock on Fizz. It's just philosophy was he wanted 300 passes a game. And when you when you set that with your team, you got guys thinking about almost overpassing or overthinking about making the passes instead of play just play a natural flow. If you've got your matchup, take it. And I think what I think Miller has simplified things and because of it you're seeing a lot more screen and roll, which allows more spacing. And guys like Julius Randle since now that he's back you're seeing it. And Marcus Morris, when he's healthy, really took advantage of the spacing because you know a lot of nights one on one they can they win their matchup. Yeah. So I think that helped them. And then losing those two guys hurt their offense because that's a ton of offense and guys that can create for themselves. They don't shoot the three ball well at all, Larry. So no. you nope. can't really play that type of an offense. You've got to play one where you get into like tonight, seventy-two or today, seventy-two points in the paint. They've got to just be that team that bullies you inside, but you can't do that against double teams and a zone. You've got to be able to do that when you have somebody on an island in some ISO and with plenty of spacing. So I think that's been working. Um, but, you know, as we know, it, it comes and goes with the shooting percentage, and that's just they're just not a great shooting team. No, they just aren't. And I guess the other part of it that we have to acknowledge, Alan, is, listen, we're not going to confuse Peyton with uh... – you know, with, with, with Magic, but he's the best point guard on this team, and he there's no question that when he's in there and he's playing well, this team looks better offensively. Yeah, I mean, and I hate to say this because it's going to sound like I'm being disrespectful. He's a really good backup point guard. Yeah, he's, you know, he like, he's He's a really good backup point guard. They're asking him to be a starter, and I just, you know, to be fair in today's NBA, if you're a point guard and you can't make, you know, a consistent – pull-up jumper and a consistent three-pointer that you know you just can't start it's just too difficult to have a guy out there that just cannot make shots he gets into the paint he does everything he's a really good vision you know a lot of things that he does you like but it's not enough for him to be a bona fide starter on a playoff team and so he's got a nice game that would really fit a good backup player backup point guard but that's the problem is the Knicks have a roster with backup point guards on it right now, and you know, and Dennis Smith is you know not even playing. So I think that's a you know it's been an issue. It remains an issue, and it won't help. Got, like if you ever got yourself a starting point guard, a legit guy that can organize an offense, make shots, it would unlock the game for so many players out there. R.J. Barrett, 
I think Randall even more, and, and I think Mitchell Robinson to the to the greatest degree. It really could change things, but it's it's hard to find, and they're gonna they have to keep looking for one until they get one. So, since you on load management this coming week, what did you think about the games yesterday? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I can't believe the game this afternoon. First of all, uh, I mean, I, I cannot believe what a wild one that was. But, but Larry, I don't know if you were listening on Friday, one to three, at two o'clock. Bart calls in, and we're talking about the, the matchups, and he couldn't wait to get to Titans Ravens. He couldn't wait. Uh, he was just kept, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. That's the last one. Gonna and then he finally goes, I'm so afraid of this game. Uh-huh. I'm really worried about this game. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, it's the Ravens. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm telling you, I've been on teams like this. I've been on both sides of this. I've been the bye team that we've been rolling, and we lose our edge, and we get smacked in the face at the start of the game. We can't recover. And I've been that team, Jets, that, yep. that was, you know, that came into a, a number one seed and punched him in the face early, and we won that game. And I, I know how we did it. He's like, I worry about this game. It's a scary matchup. He gave me all the reasons why. Derrick Henry, you don't have to rely on Tannehill. The Titans' defense is deep. And boy, was he right. Boy, was he right. That game was unbelievable. No one saw that coming. No, no. But how about this, though? At 24 nothing this this afternoon. Yeah. 24 Aren't you thinking to yourself, my God, another upset's about to happen. Did you really think the Chiefs were going to come all the way back? No. And win by 20? And, and listen, and certainly not in the first half. <laughs> well, yeah, right. right. They usually say it's a tale of two halves. This was a tale of two quarters. Yeah. Like this was first quarter, second quarter, game over. Like how could that, how is that possible? Wild one. It was. It was. And this uh, Packers-Seahawks uh, game is going on right now. It's 14-3 Packers with about six minutes left. So by the time you get home, you'll have a chance to watch the rest of it and then uh, do your preparation for Tuesday night when the Knicks are at it again. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. But I'm looking more forward to January 20th. I know you are. And I finally get started. One o'clock. What, you mean Bart won't have to call in then? <laughs> uh, no, he'll actually be in studio. We're going to make him work for a change. He'll literally be there. But I'll tell you what. Tuesday, after the Knicks play the Bucks, Wally should be in the car that night. No way. Could be. No way. No. It's way. a road. It's, well, it's a road game, and you know he knows he knows that he has to drive. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. he's been taking advantage of these home games, has he? Okay. Uh, home, yeah, yeah, home games. You know, especially an afternoon game. He wanted to watch the end of the football game, so he's he was hanging back. I wanted to get home, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we split up, but Tuesday he'll be in the car. All right, so I look forward good. to that. We'll get a chance to chat with you. Yeah, definitely. I'll be looking forward to it. And hopefully we have a competitive game. Yes, that'd be nice, too. It would be nice. Alan, always a pleasure. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Likewise, Larry. Take care, man. Get home safely. That's Alan Hahn, who's uh, riding home, giving us his thoughts on the Knicks 124-121 win over the Miami Heat. This is The Drive with Larry Hardesty Podcast on 98.7 ESPN.